Martin and Marlowe, episode 33. Charlie, you've been keeping close tabs on this. It's 33. Anything other than great basketball jerseys come to mind? Well, obviously, Larry Legend, but you just said besides great basketball players. We've discussed this before. My boyhood idol, because I didn't know about all of his off-the-field issues, Jose Canseco. So 33 has always been my favorite number. And then my little brother's favorite player was Scottie Pippen with 33. And I've always said 33 is the best-looking number on a jersey. It just looks beautiful. But why why don't I, other than your guy Canseco, maybe Larry Walker, but I don't imagine a lot of baseball, probably forgetting some great football guys, but basketball you've got Kareem, Patrick Ewing, like centers that wore 33. Uh, did Larry Bigby wear 33? I'll have to check on that one. How about our guy? You're not going to check. I'm not going to check at all. I do know this one. I'm usually wrong on these numbers, but my guy, who was 55, double nickel with the Rams, was 33 with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ooh. We're talking about little animal, James Laurinaitis. So it all, go, it all goes back to the Buckeyes. The 33 linebacker jersey with Ohio State, he looked badass with that. Yes, it always gets back to the Buckeyes. Uh, there truly is a lot going on, but i, I got to start off topic. One of my best friends lives in Milwaukee. Sends me a text the other day. He said, hey, a bunch of my buddies want to come down to St. Louis. This is going to be in April. We're going to do some golfing. And uh, give me a couple ideas. And he said, hopefully one night we can meet up for a beer or two. And I'm like, am I, am I not invited to the golf? Should I? How do I respond to that? Are you a terrible golfer? Medium. Do you even want to golf, though? I'd like to be invited. I probably would say no, but I want to be invited. I get that. No, I understand that. Isn't that a weird request? No. Can you name and then if hopefully we can meet up? Because I'm not good at He's like one of my best friends, and he's like, hopefully we'll meet up. But you're probably so bad at golf that you ruin it for everybody else. No, that's not true. I mean, I I can maintain. Okay. Maybe you just go and you ride in the cart and drink them. I'm not welcome is the problem. That means you're probably really bad. No, Or maybe I am and I don't know it. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you that right now. I think, all right, for next week, edition 34, the Herschel Walker edition, I'm going to ask my friend and say, how come I'm not invited? And he will tell you what I just told you, which is you're not very good. They want to have a quick pace of play. You hit every ball in the trees. Then you go try to find it. They're like, no, just use an old ball. You say, maybe I can see it. And you basically add an extra hour to the round. I'm sure you make the round more fun with your jokes, but then the fact that it takes – five hours to play they're not happy with that hey funny guy fatso why don't you go to the drink <laughs> why don't you go to the drink shack and get yourself something maybe grab some stuff for the boys we'll meet you a couple holes ahead something like that yes i don't like playing golf with good golfers i want to play golf with people who are as bad as i am we can all laugh at each other we can drink the whole time we can all basically quit on the 13th hole and just pick up the ball and throw it one time and just all get frustrated but I don't want to play with people who really take it seriously because I don't then I feel like I ruin it for them they've already ruined it for me that's why I just don't even go how about this I respond because he did say hopefully we can meet up for beers I respond and say I don't know that's gonna be kind of a tough weekend for me to get get away I got a lot going on how about you say something more like you know I'd really like to kind of get my golf game going and just see what he says yeah, well, you should. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, there truly is a lot going on. I know that's one of our pretend sports things, that there's a lot going on, because for, for a lot of us, we had to fake it for a while. Really busy at work, honey. What's going on? Yep, really busy. We're re-racking a drink with Sot from yesterday. What else? Yep, what's going on? But the Nolan Arenado deal obviously stole the headlines. And I, I have, I'm have. i going to try and talk to John Mozeliak next week. 
kind of more of the one-on-one. The Zoom thing is just impossible to really get that feeling from somebody else, like a truly good interview. But I want to know, and maybe he won't admit it either, but do you feel vindicated at all? Like everybody thinks you're an idiot. Not everybody, but a lot of people are like, you're running this franchise into the ground. You're an accountant. You're not a baseball guy. Even though they've won a lot of games, they've had a lot of great players. So there was a really pretty vocal, if it's a minority, it was vocal. And it may have been more than a minority. So down on him. And he mentioned that he was nauseous over the last week trying to get the deal done. Probably because he knows, like, if it goes through what his image is, his resume is, and if it doesn't for whatever reason, then it's like, oh, you're just a schlep. You didn't get anything done, even though you were that close. Do, do you think he is – do you think he cares about that? I do think he cares about that. And kudos to the Cardinals and also the Rockies for for not letting this out until the very end when you hear John Moselock talk about the fact they were they were discussing this again for over a month or for a month. When, when we finally heard, okay, Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals-Rockies are discussing this again, it was basically completed the next day. So clearly, both, in my opinion, the Rockies and the Cardinals did not leak this out till it was pretty much a done deal, which was very smart. Because if a month ago, we'd have heard, oh, Cardinals looking at Nolan Arenado again, and it didn't happen, that further cements the, the bridesmaid, they're in on everybody, they never get anybody, they're always talking, oh, Francisco Lindor and Nolan Arenado, and a deal never gets done. And to me... It's not a coincidence that we didn't hear about this deal till what, a day before it was actually completed, because I'm pretty sure it was it was basically 99% done. Right. If it had gotten out there further, then the fan base would have gotten all fired up and like, well, well, we were in on them. But I also think it's a turning point's too strong. But it's notable for the franchise that somebody really wanted to come here because we all knew that John Carlos Stanton didn't want to come here. I mean, good for him. Wanted to go to New York, it's fine. Jason Hayward wanted out, wanted to go to Chicago. And I think we kept saying, oh, guys want to come here. Guy, we, we got used to saying that, but it wasn't really true. And this sort of turns that narrative back on. And the B-Fibs, I feel like Joe Strauss needs to be here to make fun of the B-Fibs. The rest in peace, Joe. But the best fans in baseball often mocked. Arenado basically said, yeah, I love those fans, and I want to be there because of that. So I, I say score one for the B-Fibs. I love that. I've never thought people didn't want to come here. If you go back to 2009 with Matt Holliday, remember John Smoltz. I know some of these were trades. Mark DeRosa. When the Cardinals were really good, 11, 12, 13, 14, you're getting studs like Lance Berkman, Carlos Beltran, coming here to try to win a ring at the end of their careers. Obviously, Lance Berkman did. Then for a stretch, the Cardinals aren't as good. And to me, it's more about personality. Giancarlo Stanton, Jason Hayward, I believe, young, single guys. They want to go to Chicago in Hayward's situation. Giancarlo Stanton is from California. He was living in Miami. He wants to be in New York. And and look at a couple guys where we always say players like Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, they're almost built in a laboratory to be St. Louis Cardinals. Guys like that fit with the Cardinals. Okay, veteran guys quiet. They don't want to be all over the media. They're not on social media. They don't talk a big game. They're not loud. They're baseball players. Those type of players always seem to fit really well here. Holiday was kind of like that, even though Holiday does tons of interviews now. But just professionals, 
grinders, love baseball. And so the last couple, you got Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. So I've never thought that narrative was true. It's just some guys here and there want to play in different cities. There's a lot of great franchises. There's a lot of great cities to play in. Not everybody wants to play in St. Louis, but a lot of people do. I wonder what Adam Wainwright knew on Friday because he's doing his Zoom about him coming back. And he kept saying, hey, we got a good team. We can win a championship. And I think the Zoom reporting room, we're all like, well, that's a nice idea. Adam's always upbeat, but how are they going to win a championship? They're maybe good enough to win a depleted division. And he was asked, why are you so confident? And he kind of teased, well, we got a really smart group of people, and I don't want to say too much, but I think there's some good things coming. How did he know? You think Mo told him? 100%. And he almost he didn't leak it, I guess, but. He kind of did. He kind of something did. big was coming. When he said something big is coming, and then hours Tuesday. later, you see that Nolan Arenado is being discussed once again with the Cardinals. And and look, Adam Wainwright. It was reported he had an offer from the San Diego Padres. So I don't think he really ever wanted to leave the Cardinals. But if he was thinking about, okay, do I go back to the Cardinals? Are we a team that maybe we get in? The Padres are young. They're super talented. They're going for it. Okay, maybe. Maybe it would be cool to play for the Padres for a year, have a chance to win the World Series. But John Moselleck says, Wayno, we're about to add the best third baseman in baseball right now. That's quite the sales pitch, don't you think? Maybe he has to say, all right, I know you're on the fence here, but I need your trust. I'm going to tell you something huge. And probably at that point, Moselleck can trust Wainwright, even though that's – I'd be super paranoid, but you got a 15-, 20-year relationship with that guy. I think you know you can trust him, but – Maybe at some point, I need to ask Mo or Wainwright that, hey, did you tell him? Because otherwise, maybe you would think about San Diego, wouldn't you, if you didn't get told, hey, we're about to get Arenado? 100%. And, and I can't remember who reported this, but there were different reports or tweets saying that the Cardinal players were buzzing about this, right, the last couple weeks. So clearly some of the players knew this was a possibility. And I think that also happens in baseball circles where you see – Matt Holliday is really good buddies with Arenado. You know Matt Holliday is still really good friends with Matt Carpenter and probably a bunch of these Cardinals, right? So those guys all talk. We know Paul Goldschmidt's really tight with Arenado. So all these guys are talking about this, and they're trying to get Nolan Arenado to want to come to St. Louis. So I'm guessing it's hard to stop rumors like that amongst the players who are all talking amongst each other. Now, it could be really awkward if Matt Holliday's talking to Matt Carpenter. He's like, dude, this is unbelievable. <laughs> you know, I was just talking to Nolan. This is they're going to bring him to St. Louis. You guys are going to be stacked. He's going to play third, and you – oh, you play third. Oh, wait, is, that, is, that like, DH, is that DH coming? That could be a little – hey, Matt, this is so cool. we got a, a gold-glove third baseman. Carp's like, well, they gave second to Edmund. Where am I? He's going to have a weird year in terms of just basically super utility. Great question here for you. Do you think Matt Carpenter – Did you just decide yep. for yourself mm-hmm. that it was a great question? I haven't even said the question yet. Do you think Matt Carpenter would rather – be on the Cardinals this year, and hardly play at all. Because Nolan Arenado does not sit. And Paul Goldschmidt is not going to sit. So maybe you have some matchups. We'll see if the DH comes. Do you think Matt Carpenter would rather be a bench player for the Cardinals or go somewhere else and play every day for a team that's not as good? You know what, Jack? That's a pretty good question. Um, I think he'd want to be here in part because familiarity, likes Mike Schilt, knows his teammates, has a house, place to get like for one year to go somewhere. And to be honest, he doesn't know what kind of player he is. Probably like if he knows he's going to go somewhere and hit thirty homers and drive in a hundred, he probably does want to play every day. But he may not. I don't know what his confidence level is. 
that he's that guy right now. Okay, but Matt Carpenter, and I'm trying to look it so up. I'm predicting right now. the answer would be that he hold wants on, to though. stay here. Now hold on though. Did he wear number 33 at any point in his career? I bet you he did. Martin Marlowe on the uh, scoops with DannyMac.com network. Chuck Marlowe, Martin Kilcoin, yes. Okay, second great question in a row from me. More of a statement. Matt Carpenter is 35 years old. Do you think he feels like he's 100% done? And I say that because we know this is his last contract year, guaranteed contract year with the Cardinals. What if he went somewhere else, put up, some numbers and got another deal somewhere else. Do you think he wants to be done after this year? Because if he wants to play baseball beyond 2021, his best shot is probably not being a bench player for the Cardinals. All right, what about this? Not a great question. What if John Mozeliak talks to him candidly and says, listen, we're going to move you all around. You might have a little outfield, a little infield. The DH thing would certainly help. We don't know. If we get to the middle of summer and you're just not playing and you're miserable, we'll shop you and we got to eat some money or whatever – and say, let's just give this a shot and see if you're happy with the way Schilty finds time for you. And But maybe you keep an, o- an open mind on both sides. And if we have to move you, it maybe I guess you'd have to assume somebody would want him at the deadline for a playoff push. But maybe you tell him that. They're like, let's give this a shot. And Carpenter has already said things like that, where he is such an organizational guy, came up with the Cardinals, been here for a long time. That if, if, it, if it worked out better for the Cardinals, if he got traded somewhere else and he wasn't playing – I think he would be okay with that because he knows it actually benefits the organization that he really cares about. These are fascinating topics. Appliance Discounters, a great St. Louis success story. They're in Maplewood, South County, St. Charles, and Baldwin. And they carry GE appliances. You know the story at Appliance Discounters. Great merchandise, even better prices. Well, they carry GE. So what I tell you folks to do all the time, I just tell them, go to the website, theappliancediscounters.com, and in the little search engine... Type in GE, and all of the great products will pop up. Ranges, microwaves, freezers. How about the stainless steel dishwasher? Free installation. Washers and dryers. Dryers can be gas or electric. Great selection of the GE products. Refrigerators. French door. Fingerprint resistant refrigerator. How does that sound to all the parents out there? Top freezer refrigerators. GE is built to last. You know their story. Started in 1892. I love this nugget about GE. Thomas Edison, one of the founders of GE. Appliance Discounters, a proud supplier of General Electric appliances. Get online at theappliancediscounters.com. A guy who's gone at second base, Colton Wong. And I just I want to spend a minute or two because a lot of players do come and go. And sometimes you don't really care. You're like, yeah, good. A lot of times we don't like guys. We're like, good riddance. Oh, thank God he's not coming Most back. Most of the time. Most of the time. Like, good riddance. Which is funny because I was talking somebody high up with Cardinals, and they said the Arenado thing. They go, it's just an added bonus that he's like a great guy, and like everybody likes him. There's nothing bad because sometimes when you grab a star, or whatever, you just have to kind of like put up with the fact there's ego, or maybe they're kind of jerks. But you're like, oh well, it's worth it. They're great. It's just an added bonus if a guy happens to be a good guy. But when players leave, we're like, ah, get out. Good. I am bummed that Colton Wong is gone. Just from a media standpoint, which doesn't matter. It's all about winning games. No, it does. Well, it does, does, yes. Like, by the way, so he signs in Milwaukee. Friend of the show, Lance Allen, sends me a text. Hey, tell me about Wong. I didn't say, check out the OPS, sprays it the other way, great footwork. I said, he's awesome. He's super polite, media friendly. And, again, you want a guy to hit and succeed, 
fans don't care about the media stuff. But he was a genuinely polite guy, and we sort of had that running joke. For years, he gets picked off in the World Series, 2013. Young guy, terrible moment, World Series, picked off. And he has to answer the questions after the game. He's teary-eyed. And I felt like for two to three years after that, they'd say, Five years. Hey, Colton, that was a big uh, home run you had tonight. Does this sort of make up for you? And instead of saying, move on, asshats. Like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. He always answered the question. Always friendly and upbeat. Great ambassador for Hawaii, by the way. Super friendly guy. I just I just think it's worth noting when somebody, and it's not even a media thing. Like, I guarantee you, Clubhouse guys, fans are like, oh, I love meeting him. He represented the brand well. Yes. I agree with everything you just said. He was always in there in the clubhouse, and if you asked him to do an interview, unless he had to just run out and hit, he would always do the interview. And I do think meeting with the media, though, it's not just about us. We always say, oh, I don't like that guy. But to me, it's more about being a spokesperson for the team and being a professional. And if guys talk to the media more, whether it's TV, radio, print, Whatever it is, there's more buzz about the sport and more people will be interested. That means more money, more people watching on TV. And so you do need guides like that. And Colton Wong, one of the best here for eight years. And, you know, we're going to see him a bunch of times over the next couple years, maybe three years, if that option sets in in Milwaukee. And he's always going to still do interviews and have fun. And, and he makes baseball fun because he's colorful. And if he does hit a home run, he'll do the bat flip. He makes amazing plays at second base. He's fast. He's one of those guys that baseball needs more people like Colton Wong because the way he plays also is very exciting. It, it takes you back a little bit to the Whitey Ball days where he's running, he's making plays, he's diving, he's sliding. That's what baseball needs more of. Baseball is all about walks these days and hitting home runs. Guys like Colton Wong make the game fun. And on opening day after a huge ovation, because the Brewers are here for the Cards home opener, we can interview him after the game and say, does this sort of make up for that World Series? <laughs> I mean, that would Just be like less. it was every national game. Yes. Every national game if, if Fox on a Saturday, red zone, after a great red zone pregame show, of course, if he hits a big home run in like 2016, Colton, though, what does this mean after you got picked off in the World Series? He's like, dude, that was three years ago, okay? <laughs> I understand you haven't watched me play at all since then, but let's turn the page. How about this note? Related to Arenado, but more so anytime a big signing happens or a big trade happens, Matt Holiday made this point. He said it's tough for guys coming over because everybody's excited. And if you look at the video, every play you guys show is a home run, a diving catch. It's like Arenado has never made a mistake. You trade for McGuire. It's 30 seconds of video. Hitting bombs. It's, it, is, it is kind of funny. Like when somebody comes, you never show them striking out. Not that you would. But the idea is like, it's almost like subconscious with the fans. This guy doesn't make a mistake. He's unbelievable. And there's going to be times when Arenado does struggle. Right. I love Matt Holiday. I've never thought that. And if he does struggle, in our nice little 20-second VO on Fox 2, it's going to be him striking out. But if he hits a couple homers, we're going to show him hitting doubles, hitting homers. It's like a goalie. If Jordan Bennington's playing really well, we're going to show video of him making every save. But if he gives up four... We're going to show him giving those goals up. So, to me, that's just that's just kind of how we do it in the media. And you know, if we showed them striking out and making errors just randomly, like, <laughs> here's Arenado, even though he's the best third baseman in baseball, here's the ball going through his legs. This guy hits 40 homers, but, oh, here's him taking a called third strike. They'd be pissed about that. This is the dilemma we have. If we do a Matt Carpenter story right now, and true story, 
Say, hey, let's just show a little video. We got a clip of Mike Shield or Mosaic saying he's raring to go. He's going to be good, that kind of thing. What's the video? I mean, you can show him hitting a home run. Is that representative of what he did last year? No. You just show him striking out, then you're kind of an ass. So it's like, and usually I think we say, let's just do a homer and maybe a strikeout. Like, to be fair. And, and people don't realize you have to, you do kind of think of it that way. Should you, You're not just going to show him striking out every time, are you? Or maybe here's, walking. Here's what we should do we should be more fair in terms of what they did where we'll show somebody advancing a runner. So guy on second, you hit a ball to the right side, and you advance a runner to third, then maybe you have a walk. Show fans clapping. <laughs> show fans clapping, just going nuts because you had a really nice baseball play. Maybe you, you fundamentally back someone up, right, and you hit the cutoff man, and we show all that. That's the answer. Uh, Martin Marlowe brought to you by the fine folks at? Kennelwood Pat Resorts, Corner Butcher in Fenton, St. Louis Lawn Care. Is it Fenton North? Ooh, by the way, it's funny you mentioned that. The Fenton North T-shirt, which anybody listening can get. It's a really quality T-shirt. It's only $20, okay? And almost all of the proceeds, by the way, go to a small business in St. Louis, Dot the Eye Embroidery. So you go to DotTheEyeEmbroidery.com, and you see the Charlie Marlowe Fenton North T-shirt, $20. It's a really quality t-shirt. You can also go to my Twitter or Facebook and check it out. It's the old joke with Jimmy the Cat Hayes. He used to make fun of me. Still does, actually. But said, you just cover high school sports. All you care about is Fenton North, a school that doesn't actually exist, so I thought it should exist. And it's a nice-looking t-shirt. So please go out there and get it and go to dottheeyeembroidery.com and help out a small business as well. Also, the fine folks, Triad Bank, St. Louis-based bank since 2005. They're on the web at triadbanking.com on Clayton Road, just west of Lindbergh, real close to that intersection of Highway 40 and Lindbergh. Appliance discounters, four area locations, Charlie Marlow, frequent customer, myself, frequent customer. Theappliancediscounters.com is the website. Find all the great merchandise. You know the deal. Biggest names in the appliance world at the lowest prices. Also, Marie de Villa, Senior Living, corner of Clayton and Wideman Road since 1960. The entire campus is beautiful. Take a virtual tour at mariedevilla.com. I think next week we'll do a deeper dive, maybe into the college basketball, excited about what Mizzou's doing, and right now just worried about SLU, like the wheels could come off. Not their fault, but it has me a little concerned about where they're headed. It really stinks for guys like Hassan French, Jordan Goodwin, we know they made the tournament their sophomore year. Now, I know Dayton was really good last year, but SLU could have given them a run for the money in the A-10 tournament and maybe made the tournament last year. And then here they are in their senior year where everybody's talking about high expectations and they have to basically not play for, for over a month, and now they're in jeopardy of not making the NCAA tournament. And you think about a class of guys who, who, who should go down, in my opinion, the same way that Majerus class with Jordan Jet and all that, because especially Jordan Goodwin, Hassan French, they've been here for so long, all four years. Then you add in Javante Perkins. And, Martin, you and I were talking about this before we started this beautiful podcast. But interesting questions because you can get that eligibility back. Now, Jordan Goodwin already said he does not want to come back or that he won't come back, you know, start his professional career. But you wonder, guys like Hassan French and maybe Javante Perkins, if you're not going to the NBA would you want to come back for one more year where it's more of a normal year? Maybe you have some fans and get back to the NCAA tournament with what should be a great slew team next year as well. All right, deep dive next week. Super Bowl prediction here. We put it to tape. What do you got? 
Oh my goodness! You weren't ready for this. I wasn't ready. I, for I'm. This. I just. I've said this a few times, and people are saying, "Well, how do you pick against Tom Brady?" I just haven't been overly impressed at Tampa Bay. Three road wins. Give them credit. Washington's a bad team. I thought New Orleans looked bad. They won in Green Bay. Total credit there. I'm just not sold that they're that good. They've got some marquee star players, of course, led by Tom Brady. But I, I don't see the Chiefs losing. I don't. Unless, unless Mahomes gets knocked out. That changes everything. But I don't see the Chiefs losing. I will go ahead and say I would feel pretty good. Tampa Bay getting three and a half. So I will say oh, that. Oh, no, Oh, the spread. I, I will take Tampa Bay right now on Wednesday getting three and a half, but I will still say that the Chiefs win the football game, which actually matters more than the gambling. Now, what did Charlie just say there? That they're going to – who's going to win? That would be the Chiefs. And you mentioned But, the, but they'll cover? The Chiefs won't cover. And our so guy we Turk, win by barely. the way, our guy Turk, okay, from U-City, who I interviewed – who plays for the Chiefs, I asked him a lot of questions about Steve Spagnuolo. Okay, so that's coming that's up on this Fox weekend. 2 as well. A local guy who will be playing in the Super Bowl, our guy Turk. Yeah, Tershawn out of U-City, played mm-hmm. at Missouri S&T. That's, uh, Tershawn Wharton. Wharton. Uh, that was me being the one-upper guy. Oh, you mean the guy from U-City? I'm pretty sure he went to Missouri uh, S&T, uh, Charlie. But you already interviewed him, so you know that. Uh, this was great. You're on deadline. Let's do it again. Have a great week, buddy. All right, and I'm on the air right now. Okay, thank you.